0: and welcome to a new episode of from the honeycomb podcast i am your host katerina Burenova. each week we dive into a blend of topics that resonate with the soul whether you're an architect enthusiast have a passion for wanderlust want to discover holistic approaches to rejuvenate your body and mind or are intrigued to learn about vastu shastra with the modern approach you've come to the right place join me as i sit down with inspiring like-minded women from various walks of life we will delve into their journeys to discuss the challenges and moments that define their paths. So sit back, relax, and let the spark of positive energy ignite your curiosity. Welcome to another episode of From the Honeycomb Podcast. I am joined today by my husband Jesse because I am actually in the guest seat and Jesse is here to interview me about my entrepreneurship journey to today. So kind of checking in back with you guys since my last entrepreneurship journey which I'll provide a link in the show notes for you to listen to so Jesse take it away
1: hey thanks for having me back Uh, it's been a while mostly because we are not traveling at the moment or been too busy to travel so we haven't had a chance to sit down and talk season's listeners and the new listeners you usually start off with saying something you are grateful for so what are you grateful for today
0: so what i'm grateful for and hopefully i don't cry but it's you
1: thanks my love
0: should not do something so sentimental yeah that's okay (sighs)
1: save the makeup
0: you know okay as long as i don't have like a black smudge right there okay So what I'm grateful for today is you, because now that I've been on this entrepreneurship journey and having my own company for a few months, I would not have been able to do that without you, without your support, without your emotional, mental, financial, especially support in order for me to be able to pursue my dream of having my own company. So I am really grateful for you.
1: Uh, Thanks for that. You're welcome. All right. Well, with that being said, let's jump right into it. You got it. All right. The most obvious question would be, so far, is it what you thought it would be?
0: That's a good question. I think some parts it is as I thought it would be, and other parts I feel like it's not what I thought it would be. The parts that I don't think it would be is the business side of it, since I've never had experience working on like the business side of an architecture firm, or I've also never taken any business classes. So there's just things I didn't think I would have to think about. Like most recently is I was looking at 3D software, 3D rendering software. And of course, when I worked at another firm, I would think, oh yeah, let's get this, you know, not thinking about, is this an overhead that my company can take on a monthly subscription for this software? Now, whenever I make any decision, I have to go through not only the architectural department, which is me, the business department, which is me, the financial department, and, you know, in some cases, liability department, insurance department. So, I don't think I didn't think that there would be so many like departments or so many things I would have to consider whenever making any decision. Whenever I buy something, whether it's equipment, do I have the, you know, is it in the budget this month? Just a lot of that I don't think I was expecting. And I also wasn't expecting going out to social events and networking. I thought I would really enjoy that because that's something I had never done previously either. But I don't like to go out and hunt for work and put myself out there and try and sell myself. That's definitely something that is not what I, th- I thought I would like it, but I don't in the end. So that's something... That I definitely am surprised at. And then to answer the second part of your question, if there are things that I thought it would be the way I'd want it to be, is it what I thought it would be like? In a lot of ways, yes. I love being the boss and making the final decision on a lot of the design aspects, how things are organized, how drawings are done, the submittal process, what gets included in an email, how information is transferred to a client. It all goes the way I want to do it, which I have enjoyed, and it is exactly what I thought it would be, actually, even more. And I love the freedom of having to design my own schedule, working when I need to. You know, I like batching work, so working on certain things that are in the same kind of AutoCAD drawing, so do that in the afternoons. And, like, kind of figuring out my schedule, you know, based on the tasks I'm doing, that's definitely how I thought it would be. It almost kind of reminds me a little bit of college, in a way, where there's a structure but no structure, where... You know, you have submittals for like classes when they're projects when they're due, but nobody's really (laughs) overseeing you for like you would have a boss at your firm. So it's kind of like a little bit like the college experience coming from if you were like coming from high school where you have your parents checking in on you, that would be your boss. So, yeah, I don't know if I went on a tangent there.
1: You did (laughs) because that kind of got into several questions. So, So is it tough not having a quote unquote boss keeping you accountable?
0: You know, that's a good question because just that analogy I just brought up about being on your own, does that feel like, you know? I I mentioned it feels kind of like college when you have no one looking over your shoulder. And I definitely think not having someone looking over my shoulder is actually something I don't miss. I don't, I wouldn't say, yeah, I don't miss having someone looking over my shoulder. Definitely. I think because I have a strong sense of the way I do it is the right way, (laughs) in a way, to be honest. Having someone look over my shoulder is not something I miss. Absolutely not. And now I'm experiencing looking over other people's shoulders. Uh,
1: That leads into my next question. So I don't know if you've talked about it on your podcast or not, but you are venturing into or potentially venturing into a collaborative project with a former colleague. Mm -hmm. Um, How do you feel about uh, having to possibly, since you'll be the lead architect, an architect of record, how do you feel about potentially having to make professional critiques or kind of supervisory type recommendations to somebody who's working towards the end of their architecture career and you're at at the beginning of yours?
0: That's a good question, because although I've thought about it a little bit, especially when I was first approached about this venture, is how am I going to, you know, navigate this with, like you said, this is someone who's at the end of their architecture career and I'm at the beginning. So their wealth of knowledge in many departments is much greater than mine while now, but I'm the boss. So I make that final decision. And that goes back to your previous question about and how I partially answered it was now I'm going to be looking over someone's shoulder. And I think the biggest thing is for me on how I approach this is being, Open communication, honest and transparent with what the deliverables are, what my expectations are, what I expect from him. And the main thing, though, being communication. And that's what when he and I sat down to meet, we're like, how is this even going to work with what if the client emails you, not me? We don't have a company email or something. You know, we don't have that. Also, we don't sit at an office together every day and I can turn my chair around and be like, hey, you know, did so-and-so call you? So I think... What was the question? (laughs) I kind of went on a tangent again.
1: So it's just, how how do you you give any, are you anxious at all about your role as the architect of record Mm -hmm. um, on a project where you're working with somebody who's so much more senior to you in Mm -hmm. your field?
0: I feel good about it. I think it'll be a learning experience. And I think also because we've had, in the past, we've worked together, although the roles were reverse, where he was my senior. I think we both also have mutual respect for each other, and that's huge. The fact that we've already worked together is going to help us. The fact that we've talked about communication is key. Talking about what our deliverables are, requirements. I feel good about it. I'm looking at it as a great opportunity. If it was someone I didn't know or hadn't previously worked with, I would definitely have more concerns and more be more cautious. But because we've been so open and honest already from the beginning of when this partnership was coming about, I think that'll benefit us in the future.
1: Great, yeah. Although I've collaborated a lot with him
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, over the years. We've never actually worked on a project jointly together. I'm kind of bummed that that I never had a chance to work with him because I really, I really enjoyed his style,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, his professionalism, and so it's it's a, a little jealous that you get to work with him again
0: think you bring up a good point about professionalism as well. It goes back to kind of why I'm, because I've worked with him so already, and I know he brings that level of professionalism that is in par with what I would expect an employee of mine or anyone working for me. I think that's also a reason where I'm, I'm okay. I'm excited for this. I think it'll be a great opportunity. We'll both benefit from it.
1: Yeah, for sure. What is something that you either a product or an idea or something in that nature, something you put the least amount of effort into, but had the biggest return. So it could be a return of monetary, it could be a return of effort. like So something you invested a small amount of time, money, or energy into, and it had a huge return. You'd do something like that.
0: Well, the first thing that comes to mind is the project I worked on this past week, which was putting together my sign my advertisement sign to put outside in front of projects, which I highly recommend for anyone starting out their own company, is it, once you get a project going, put your sign out on the construction fence, out on the law, anything you can, because that's a great form of free advertisement. And this week I thought, okay, I have a project underway. Why don't I put together a sign? And I think within like, two minutes. I had the design, the logo. I just put my logo, my name, email address, everything. It took two minutes. I sent you a picture. You're like, oh my gosh, that looks so great. And I'm like, oh, it took me two minutes and it was done. And I think it came out really, really great. So that's definitely something. I want to say there's besides that quick thing that I just thought of with the sign, there's nothing specific, but I definitely catch myself not becoming too much of a perfectionist where there's a point where you can go down a rabbit hole and start making sure that every single thing is perfect. And when you're a one woman show, you don't have the option to spend hours and hours looking at the tiniest little details, the tiniest little things, because you have a mountain of other work to get to. So not making sure I fall down that rabbit hole of perfectionism and sometimes what is that saying? It's like done is better than good or good is better than done. Or what is that saying? It's like, (laughs) I'm totally, always butcher these. Um, It's like done is better than perfect. Mm -hmm. So it's gotten done. Of course, there are things that I'm going to, you know, focus on, but like that sign, I'm going to spend minimal time on that sign, you know, because I want to get it out there. It's very basic. I could spend three hours designing some perfect sign, you know, that will really just stand out. But It has the information I need. It's quick, simple, easy to read, things like that. So I would say not getting stuck in like the perfectionism, that would kind of be an overall answer to that.
1: And then flip that question. What's something that you either put a lot of money or a lot of energy or time or thought into that just didn't pan out Just something that you put a lot into it and it just didn't go anywhere?
0: That's a good question.
1: Like I know, this week you or the past couple of weeks you've been talking about ArchiCAD.
0: Mm-hmm. And all,
1: you didn't invest money into that, but like you did invest time and and you went through tutorials and you worked with the manufacturer and you worked with a colleague mm-hmm. as as an example. And then I think you're sounds like you're not working your way towards ArchiCAD at the moment. No. So that would be like an example, is there something like that, but maybe more significant?
0: In all honesty, I would probably say my Vastu consultation launch, I feel like I put a lot of effort into it, thinking, you know, I got the website set up, I got a podcast episode about it, I tried to really promote it. But that launch, I got some interest, mostly it was, hey, let's collaborate and, you know, work together. I'm a little, like, it, it still provided great opportunities, and it's possible another, you know, avenue of income for me. but. I have not gotten, I've gotten $0 return on that launch. Right. So I will say that's something I feel like I put a lot of effort in too, that I'm disappointed it didn't pan out mm. as much. It was my first launch I've ever done. And I know there's so many things on social media you can do that'll, you know, help you with your launch, like a funnel and how to get people to sign up. And I think had I maybe invested even a little bit more time, I would have gotten some return. But in the end, I'm glad it's a service that's out there but I put way more effort into it and I've gotten zero dollars back.
1: Do you feel like your uh, Canada project sort of kind of stirred you up a little bit into thinking that the launch would would generate more interest because that kind of came to you organically, Mm -hmm. still through social media, Mm -hmm. but not through the launch? Do you feel like that that project, you're like wow i got this just Mm -hmm. by you know just through a podcast episode imagine what's going to happen through a launch
0: yeah i think so and for listeners who don't know i i'm working on a project in in canada where i'm designing a house from the ground up uh, using vastu shastra principles and this project was actually the motivation for me to launch my vastu shastra services because it really gave me the confidence of, okay, well, I've been, you know, studying Vostu, I've been incorporating it in our house, I've looked at other people's houses, friends' houses, and I've been incorporating it. And I've started to play around with it, design with it, but to be able to get a project that incorporates all of my knowledge was just huge. And so I do think that that project, it was the inspiration for my Vostu launch. And like you said, it came organically. I think with the Vostu launch, whenever you're launching, it's very hard to have it Come out organically. I think launches need to be forced a little bit. And I just don't have the experience in that. Interesting.
1: All right. Next question. Independent of your last firm, so like not, we didn't hear you had uh, a lot of enjoyable years there and then you had some frustrating times. So, but trying to put that out of your mind, do you feel like it has been the right time in your life to venture out on your own?
0: Yes. In the moment when it was all happening, no, (laughs) it came way too quick. And I think I covered that in the previous episode about, you know, how much time I had to be able to get standing on my own two feet. And so I would say in hindsight now, it's the perfect time for me to be venturing out on my own. Of course, I got my license. It'll be a year after exact. I'll be right about a little after a year once this episode comes out that I've gotten my license. And I think, you know, which i kind of want to touch on my licensure journey is that felt like it went on forever and i kept thinking like why is it taking forever for me to get licensed why are these exams why am i failing at these exams it's like okay but for somehow it's going to happen in a time period it's going to happen <laughs> in a time period that is meant to be whatever the future is like we've always talked about like even if i failed well there's a reason like some somehow and i think coming off of passing all of my exams a year ago, to now talking about having my own company. I mean, if you told me a year ago that I would be sitting here having a conversation with you about how am I doing five months into my own company, I'd be shocked. But I think it ended up happening as it was supposed to the fact that I got ahead of it as well. So you know, back in the earlier part of the year, I incorporated got all that set up, that I was kind of already had a leg up To once it did happen, once I did have to make that transition, I think it definitely played out. You know, it was really hard. Like when you're going through something, it's really hard to, you know, appreciate the timeline when it's happening. But then once you kind of come out of it, like come out of like the shit show, the shit storm that was happening. Now I'm like, okay, this all was meant to happen when it happened. I had already some of the tools set up, you know, I mean. I signed up a project like my first week of completely being on my own, but that's because I did so much work ahead of time. So I think based on to where I am in life, I think maturity wise as well, when it comes to being able to make the business decisions and being able to, yeah, be my own boss, I think it's the right time. And I think it's a good way to start my thirties. Nice. Thank you.
1: What do you feel like is lacking in a home office so mm-hmm. you is do you think or like well, there's advantages and disadvantages to, to working from home and our apartment is not huge so your office is was the spare bedroom mm-hmm. do you think it's the advantage of being you know no commute does that outweigh sort of the lack of furnishings the lack of maybe equipment dual monitors scanners big plotters mm-hmm. you know is there how are you feeling in your space do you feel like you know if, if you had the means would you really invest more money into like a home office would you have a big drafting table would you have you know big dual monitors or do you think you or are you enjo- enjoying the small setup
0: I think for right now where I am with my home office today which in the previous episode, I think we still, I was still working technically out of a bedroom. We still had the extra bed there. And so it felt like I was just working out of a bedroom. Obviously that evolved. We got rid of the bed. We got some furniture, you know, a couch dresser or a cabinet. So I think the progression of the, our spare bedroom turning into my home office has been very nice. Of course, would I love an 11 by 17 printer? Yes. Would I love a plotter? Absolutely. Would it be great if I had more table space? Like you mentioned a drafting table. I think that's a great, I would love it. I think if we had, if this wasn't a room that is going to evolve into other spaces as it has the whole time we've lived here, you know, we had family staying here for a long time, then it was kind of my study room. Like it's been evolving. I think at this point I'm good furniture wise. There's obviously, like you mentioned, the dual monitor. Absolutely. That's kind of my next, you know, like, and I also got a new chair, which was huge. But, you know, the next project I sign up, then I know I'll be able to get that dual monitor also on a financial sense, which kind of goes back to that earlier question of yes, I want a dual monitor. And yes, you know, I'd want a drafting table. But does it also financially make sense for me to be able to start purchasing all of these things? And so, I'd like to get more, but I also don't financially it's just too much overhead at this point for me to be able to grow. But right now with my new chair, I'm very happy. I feel like we've got kind of a good layout. I mean, you have some of your stuff, so I think overall it's good. Yes, what I want more things, absolutely. I mean, yes, you know, of course. I mean, I would also like a receptionist or an assistant would be really great at this point. I mean, at that there's things that where I see the benefit of having that person do little errands for you. Like I have to go and pick up plans, you know, that takes X amount of my time. So there's definitely things I would want more of, but just don't make sense. That's me putting on my business hat. I don't financially, my business department shuts that down very quickly.
1: Yeah, for sure. Five months in, any regrets? No. Nothing. Nothing. Not a purchase, not a missed opportunity, not a hairstyle one day. I'm um, you have no regrets. Nothing.
0: I don't know. You would know. I would tell. I would have told you if I had regretted something. I think like I would have done something differently. I don't know. I don't think so. Has have I come home from anything been like? Uh, can you think of anything?
1: I love you. Don't come home. You
0: don't. I, <laughs> that's true. Do you know, When I come downstairs with no I, on. I cannot think of anything. Though I think at this point, like yeah, I'm, I'm bummed that there are. Um, I guess yeah, there is one thing is I wish I was working on a portfolio of my own work months ago, where it was just make believe projects that I decided to work on. I think because I came off my exams, it was like, okay, I don't want to do architecture stuff outside of work because I've been studying for my exams. And, you know, in hindsight, I would have been like, spend a few hours every weekend sketching something, whatever. Like right now I'm designing a mock ADU for you. Just working on that is one thing I would say I regret because when clients ask me now, hey, you know, like you said, I'd kill it at client meetings. My whole spiel on how to work with me, why to work with me, you know, my knowledge of the city requirements, all, you know, I knock it out of the park. Is that the right thing? Knock it out of the Thank you. But, you know, then it comes to, well, let me see your portfolio. And that's where I go, well, I'm in the midst of having some projects underway. Here's work I have worked on, but it was under someone else. These weren't even my design decisions. I did the construction document set, but I didn't choose this detail or I didn't choose whatever this was. I was really a drafts person. So I think, and maybe this is something if if it had happened, because originally I wanted to go off on my own in the fall. Maybe this is something I would have thought of in the meantime. And maybe this past summer I could have been doing, you know, sketching and projects and things like that, but so as I think in hindsight now, looking back, I wish I had thought of that because then I could show portfolio pieces because that's where now the clients are like, oh, but I'm able to at least have, even though the small projects I do have, which is like a deck repair, I'm able to use that client as a referral and that's been really big. So yeah.
1: Last question. Any predictions for the next six months?
0: Any predictions for the next six months? That puts us into like spring of next year. Well, there's predictions and then there's manifestations. Uh, (laughs) I would say my predictions for this next few months is I get the next two to three bigger projects and get my portfolio pieces put together. I think having that under my belt is going to prepare me for the next the following six months and this is like something we talked about is you know I'm thinking about signing up projects right now in the fall knowing that we're going to go through design throughout the winter and then come spring permits will be ready to be pulled and so in my mind I'm thinking okay the next six months are going to be really fun design based I'm going to be submitting plans I'm going to be doing design but come spring it's going to be working drawings details the things I'm not very good at is going to come up construction, you know, site visits, there's things I know what to look for, but of course, that's the area that I'm the most weakest in. So I'm definitely nervous for that. So I guess what I should do is start working on learning more details and things like that. But so my prediction is, yeah, I'm gonna get through the design phases of these, you know, two, three projects that I sign up in the next month. So manifesting that, and that's going to lead to more projects, because then it's interesting now, this is, I guess, going back to one of your first questions about what was I not expecting as well is I didn't think about, oh, when you sign up a project, now you're going to have this project for how many months? And then once it gets to a certain phase, you better have another project signed up right after because like, this is a thing I went through this past week is I told you, I'm like, wow, my first two projects are about to one started construction this week, which means My time is very limited on that and I've been spending so much time on it over the last few months. My next one is a month or so away from starting construction. And what am I going to do once those start construction? Because I'm not, you know, putting together drawings. I'm not reviewing structural drawings. I'm not coordinating with the structural engineer, submitting plans to the city. So going back to the original question about that's something I would not have expected is I have to be thinking, okay, like right now I sign up these projects now we're going to get through design, we're going to permit in the spring. Okay, well, then in the spring, I better start hustling and getting more projects, because then I'm also going to just be, you know, sitting twiddling my thumbs waiting for the contractor to call me with a problem, so I can get some billable time. So I think that's something as well. So my prediction and manifestation for the next six months is, I'm just going to be fucking killing it. Yeah.
1: Awesome. Thank you for answering all of my questions. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to say?
0: How do you think I'm doing?
1: I think you're doing amazing.
0: I know. Oh, the tears coming again. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. It's a tough field that you're in. It's yeah. I think you're doing a great job.
0: Thanks, my love. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely proud of myself. Like how knock on wood, or fake wood, <laughs> knock on plastic. Um is I've signed a project up every month I've been officially on my own. And that's a huge, regardless of how big or small, that is a huge thing to be able to say. And it's something that also holds leverage when I am at a client meeting is I can say, but you know, since I've been on my own since June, I have signed up a project and I know I am super lucky for that. And I know it's been a lot of the hard work putting myself out there saying yes to so many things like not saying no to a client meeting. Like there was the one project that that those, that was one thing too, I guess I've learned is for the condo. So because of my insurance, I'm not allowed to do condo projects because of how condominiums are set up. Anyway, so my insurance company doesn't cover it. I ended up going to a client meeting. I had an inkling of an idea that maybe it was a condo, but it was a bunch of like townhouses didn't, I was like, well, it's multifamily housing then kind of. I'm like, yeah, I think I should be able to do that. Should have called my insurance company ahead of time and maybe double checked. And But I knew I wasn't covered for condos. And halfway through the meeting, you know, we've already reviewed the scope of work, what the project will be. And then the client drops, well, you know, when the condo association didn't let us do this with the windows. And that's when I stopped and I'm like, wait a second, this is a condominium. I said, I'm going to have to double check with my insurance company, but most likely I will not be able to go on this project. And again, that goes back to the honesty and transparency. That's like one of the things I want to make sure I maintain. And so, yeah, I think that was something where that going back to your regret question, I kind of regret not doing my research ahead of that because then I thought, well, I could have spent that time during that meet, you know, instead of getting ready, dress, driving to the meeting, being at the meeting, because it took out like a three hour chunk of my day, I could have been, you know, working on my submittal, getting that billable time, And that's also finding that balance of when can you work on billable time? When can you put yourself out there? And so that was a lesson I learned, which now I know that was definitely a project I can't take on because of my insurance. Was it good that I met with the clients? Absolutely. It was great networking. It was a great, every potential client meeting is just a rehearsal for me. How do I get better? How do I, you know, every client asks you completely different questions, which is always for me, like, okay, that's a great question. You know, how can I best answer that? So it's kind of always like, And those, I do enjoy meeting clients for the first time. That's fun. I think it's because everybody's excited. (laughs) You know, that's before everybody, you know, drops what number, how much everything Mm -hmm. is going to cost. So yeah, I would say that. Oh, and then the one question that I hate getting is how much do you think this is going to cost? Construction wise, I can put together a proposal for architectural services, but I cannot tell you how much something is going to cost. And we've had conversations, you having being a GC, of course, I sometimes ask you and and you've brought up really great points. And I've been learning from you as well is, you know, it depends. What kind of subcontractor are you using? What kind of materials are you having your materials and finishes imported from Europe or are they locally sourced? There's just so much that goes into it that it's really hard to be able to answer that question for clients but it's the question i hate getting the most because i just say that's the contrast the contractor that's a question for the contractor
1: mm. yeah for sure
0: mm-hmm. i think that's all i got now
1: <laughs> all right sounds good
0: all right thanks so much for coming on and interviewing me
1: all right you're welcome all. You I'm did a great job thanks i love you love you too
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of From the Honeycomb Podcast. As we conclude, I want to express my gratitude for joining me in today's episode. I hope you have found it insightful and inspiring. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to rate, review, and click that like button so you never miss an episode. And don't forget to share this with your friends. You can follow me on Instagram at From the Podcast, and you can also further your support of From the Honeycomb by visiting the Patreon link provided in the show notes. Your contribution helps make more episodes possible. And lastly, don't forget to subscribe to my monthly newsletter, A Spark of Positive Energy, that comes out on the 7th of each month. Thank you so much, and see you next Friday.